Episode 6 of the Don Podcast. I'm your host right now, Jadon. Thank you for tuning in, tuning in. We have a packed show for you today. A lot to talk about. So let's get started with new music, new music. Uh, yeah, I used to start with that late, but it was a lot of good music that dropped, and I'm not wasting a minute. So, there were two big releases, well, to me, two big releases that dropped this week. Conway the Machine and... NBA Youngboy. So, let's start off with NBA Youngboy first. So, NBA Youngboy dropped his new album, Top. And, I ain't gonna lie, I find it hella funny that this is, like, this is his second studio album. And he has hella mixtapes. But, eh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, this album has 21 songs. And, this is definitely... Probably, I like this better than, like, 38 Baby 2. And I feel like that because 38 Baby 2 is more of, like, a pain album. It's it's more of, like, a pain, like, it's more of a pain album. Whereas, like, he getting his, well, like, he mostly talking about, like, he mostly talking about pain, struggles, you know what I'm saying? Like, growing up type shit on that album. Where on this, it's more, like, towards still stepping, still flexing, where it's like, all right, you got drug eggs, you got crossroads, but then you got last backyard again, right foot creep, dirty stick. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You got dead trolls, big bankroll, murder business, sticks with me. Then you got songs like Casey Talk, My Window, Off Season, All In, House Arrest Things, Peace Harley. Like, yeah, this a little mix of both. And I ain't gonna lie. To the person that did the Dead Trolls mixing and mastering, Lord, the hi-hats. Why was them hi-hats right there? Like, because I, I didn't think this song was gonna make the album. I didn't know it was gonna make the album. Because, like, when artists be dropping, like, little teasers and stuff, sometimes half it's half and half with them. Like, sometimes it'll make the album. And then sometimes it won't make the album, and we just based on the snippet forever, and we just got to listen to that. So, I ain't going to lie. So, when I heard the Dead Trolls snippet, and I ain't going to lie, I was I, I was liking the Dead Trolls snippet. When I heard the original song, and I heard them hi-hats, I was like, damn, like, what the fuck? It's still a fire song, no doubt, no doubt. It's still, it's still going to get its replay value, but it's... Them hi hats was just like, what the hell? Like, who did this? Um, my takeaway songs probably off this album would be Last Backyard Again, um, Dead Trolls, Big Bank Road, Murder Business, House Arrest Teens. Yeah, yeah, those would be my takeaways. Um, Right Foot Creep 2, Dirty Stick. Yeah, so those would be my takeaways of that. Um, now let's get into Conway the Machine's project. If you don't know Conway the Machine, he is a rapper from Buffalo, New York. He is part of the group. He's one third, well, one fourth, because we're gonna put because it's the because it's. All right, he's one-fourth of the group called Griselda Records, or Griselda. And it consists of West Side Gun, 
Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine, and Derringer as their as their in-house producer. So Conway the Machine got shot in the back of the head in Atlanta and he has a distinct look about him. They're like and and he also had Bell's palsy during the recovery process. So that was a couple of years ago. He's still been putting music out, building his buzz. And then he drops from King to a God. Now I am a big I ain't say big, but I am a huge listener of the Griselda movement. So I so when I say that this that I didn't know what to expect from this project. I didn't know what it was going to sound like. But I kind of got a glimpse of it when I heard Lemon. And I'm going to go by track by track real quick just to get y'all reviews. Um, track one was from from King. Nasty. Just stink face all over the place. He said, I think he had a line where he said, I he had a line where he said he wrote the whole song on Ye's PJ, you know what I'm saying? Slick wordplay bars. Track two, Fear of God. Dave's Loaf. Why? Dave's Loaf, like, it's something about, well, I know what it is. The female voice just sounds so elegant and, like, so beautiful. They're like, when. Conway was getting off on that beat too. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Con- like, Conway was getting off on that beat. And then Days Loaf got on, and then she just carried it all the way to the finish line, too. Track three Lemon. Good God Almighty. Lemon is featuring Method Man. Now, this is one of them songs where you just like, okay, this is where. We finna, yeah. You gotta buckle up. You should have buckled up at track one, but now you gotta really buckle up because we're finna go for a ride. Lemon is head bobbing, disgusting, stank face, nasty. Who did this? Why is this beat sounding so great? Like, what happened to me? Like, it was just like, as soon as you hear that beat, you just like, my god, this beat is just nasty. So. Lemon comes on, Conway serves up a, a incredible verse. And then Method Man comes with possibly I'ma have to go back and do and do due diligence. And he comes with a verse of the year type verse. Like he said Capona Noriega singing in black whips, black trucks. Y'all ain't y'all ain't seeing in. Conway and Conway Conway and Matthew. Y'all ain't seeing them. And then he had a and then I, I forgot how you finished the bar. The uh, scheme. But yeah, he was just scheming barring all through that nasty. Like it was just dirty. So by the time so before track four, I'm already like, alright, he's three for three. Track four comes on. Doe and Damani. Automatically. Four for four. Like I think so it's like so it's a so it's a two part song. Doe is produced by Alchemist and Damani is produced by Darringer, the in house producer. Alchemist. 
I have a separate segment about you and Hit Boy. Both of y'all are in the running for producer of the year. Right now, consensus say that Hit Boy has the crown right now because of the Nas album and the Detroit album. But let's see how you finished it. Let's see how that uh, year finishes. But that dope part was just like it's certain beats like it's certain beats that just speak to you. Like for example, when like whenever you hear that um that Beanie Seagull, I can feel it in an earth beat. That beat just always like as soon as that beat come on, it's like you feel the pain, you feel the storytelling, you feel the you feel the essence of what that beat and what he's finna say speaks to you. Like it's some beats that like don't like don't don't need words, but they speak volumes to you. So track five was Juvenile Hell. Um, that was by ha- that was produced by Havoc, who is one half of the late and great group Mob Deep R.I.P. Prodigy. Um, he produced the beat and he had a little hook on her. Um, it was Flea. It was, it featured Flea Lord and Lloyd Banks. Flea Lord had a nice verse. Conway had a great verse. Lloyd Banks, you was perfect for this song, like. Like his voice is just gritty, and it was good to hear him on the track. Um, on this album, he had two interludes. Um, words from Shay, who was the fallen DJ of the Griselda group, who passed away and got um R.I.P. DJ Shay. So he so track eight and track ten were words from Shay. Um, so, we had track seven, and he's six from six. Frontline was a a song that he did during the, um, up, the uprise and the protesting of George Floyd, and he spoke his piece about what was going on. That beat is disgusting, too. That is one of them stank face alerts. Like, yeah. Track eight is where... Murder beats. Step into my office real quick. Murder. Um, track eight was Enza, Enza, featuring Armani Caesar. I'm gonna talk about her in a minute, but murder beats. I don't know. Like when I first heard this beat, it was like, uh, uh-uh, nope, no, I didn't like. I heard it. I mean. I went through it and I listened to it, but it was like the beat wasn't getting to me, and it was like I don't know. It was something about the murder beats collection. I was like I don't know, but then I played it back over again a couple times, and I liked it. I liked it. It started to grow on me. Amani Caesar, can you? Um, I think she has a project coming out either next week, if I'm not mistaken, or she has a project coming out soon. It's called the Liz Tape. She has a single out uh, featuring Benny the Butcher and is produced by the legendary DJ Premier. Check that out. Um, I really want her and Megan Thee Stallion to do like a single or like a tape. Probably like Lil Farce Fetch because like they both have their like same time to talk. But just 
I think Normani talks like more like gutter with it than Meg. So yeah, I would like to see that um collaboration. Track damn it, damn it. So then I think track ten was was yeah, words from Shay. And then track oh no 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 track nine was seen everything but Jesus. And then this were this were Conway low key stamped our mother year contender with this. Con, Con Conway the Machine and Freddie Gibbs got in a gangster Jer Levert Luther Vandross with the Glocks bags and they started and they started harmonizing some of the most gutterish shit ever. Like it's like and then this was, was like Conway was like, Alright, I'm gonna show you how versatile I can get and I can just harmonize on y'all niggas real quick. Boom. And he and he harmonized I I done did a lot of shit. And yeah, like that was that I was like, wow, I didn't think and low key that was a single that had came out before the album had dropped because he had put out the first single was I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, Lemon and then Fear of God dropped. And then, um, and then seen, seen everything but God dropped. So, yeah. Those were like the first three, those like the rollouts to his, um, album. But Freddie Gibbs low key could give us an R&B album. And he said he's and he said he wants to. So, Freddie, I mean, you know what I'm saying? As part of the fans, we would definitely like that album to happen. You know what I'm saying? Just to definitely hear, like, you go off like that. Because that's hoo-hoo. Like, I ain't going to lie. That's crazy to hear, like, Freddie Gibbs sing. And then... It was crazy to hear Conway sing. Got gotta get you a Glock in case you got to lick a few shots. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So that was that was like a standout track off alone. And then Freddie Gibbs came with with that shit. He let it be known how it was gonna go. And yeah. So, track 10 was words from Shay interlude 2. Track 11, Spurs 3, featuring West Side Gun and Benny the motherfucking butcher. Benny, why, Benny, why you do this? Benny, why you do this, dog? Like, Benny, like, I ain't gonna lie. Alright, so verse 1, Conway comes in. He has some dope bars. I whipped a fish with a fucking hanger or a fork. Told that bitch, go ahead, sniff what you want. It's plenty more to snort. I had outstanding warrants for a short. Turned myself in. Rock and Louis on my jewelry. I wore the court. You know what I'm saying? Slick shit, slick shit. He was talking. And then, I ain't gonna lie, he gave my guys. Well, not my guys, but yeah, my guys. Um, He he said, ask B-Dot and Elliot. They'll tell you, yes, B-Dot and Elliot, B-Dot and Elliot. Are two African American mans that have built their brand up to 
where the, where the brand they own is Rap Radar Podcast. And, yeah, it's big. It's on title. You know what I'm saying? Go check go check about it. Then he says, ask my nigga Marlon Joe Budden. They can tell you best. Marlon Joe Budden, you know what I'm saying? Part of the Joe Budden Podcast. Big ups to them. Shout out. You know what I'm saying? Um, ask, ask the... Damn, I can't say that shit. Ask the homie Wayno and them. They'll confess. A lot of albums starting to sound a little more Griselda ass. Talk to Ebro. Ask Sway in the morning about the impact of the movement. They'll tell you it's enormous. Like, yeah, he was talking on this one. Like, yeah, he was talking. He was talking on them. Um, Forever. Track 12 was Forever Dropping Tears featuring El Camino. Seven songs produced by Eric Sermon. For don't know Eric Sermon, he was part of the group EPMD legendary group it was a dope song dope song dope song dope song I like it um I definitely like free I definitely like El Camino's first track 13 was Jesus Crisis Lord this was like the like the fifth or sixth beat I was like damn yeah, this is definitely a good fucking project. Like, you can't tell me, like, this is not a good project. So, yeah, this was definitely a good project. Um, So then, the last track, Nothing Less, was produced by DJ Premier. I liked that DJ Premier song. Um, I thought, I thought, now, for this one, and this one kind of threw me off again, and this is why I say that, low-key Conway put himself in, like, album of the year contention because when I seen that it said Premier, I was already thinking, all right, Premier is finna give us that boom bap, that Shine versus Flair type beat. I mean, because that's Premier, but, like, that's, like, that's, that's, that is Premier, it's, like, shit, sound. So, overall, with the Conway album, I feel like this this is his best project um, it showed his versatility, like all the different beats, all the all the different pockets he got. Like, you, like this nigga was harmonizing, talking about doing, like, like this nigga was talking about, like he harmonized, packing the Glock, and it sounded so good, crazy. Um, I will give this project definitely an eight point five, and I will definitely give the Young Boy project probably like. A, a seven point nine eight. I give it an eight. I give it an eight for sure. Yeah, eight. I, I okay. Because it's like a ten to me is it. A ten to me is like Illmatic. A ten to me is like Ventura. A ten to me is like Ready to Die. A ten to me is like Life After Death. Like a ten to me is like Supreme Client too. Uh, ten to me is like me against the world. So, them like yo, like your album has to be like that to be a top ten album to be considered like ten for me. And, well, I, well, I ain't saying it's like like it gotta be that, but it's like it comes with a lot of factors to having like a top ten album, like or like a Thomas album or or a classic album, like Reasonable Doubt. And all that. So, yeah. That was new music. Alright, let's get into playoff basketball. 
Now, the last time we were here, I think the series between the Bucks and the Heat were one of. Since that time, the Heat have eliminated the Bucks, which I did not see coming at all, and it shocked the whole world because now we have the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals versus the Boston Celtics, who handled the Toronto Raptors in a in a seven game series. Now, Milwaukee. Um, I don't know what the hell happened. Like, hot, like y'all were supposed to do what the Lakers did to Houston. Not let what not let this happen. Like Chris Middleton, he eh, like I don't know. Something about Giannis was 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 off this series and like the like something about Giannis was off this series. Like he didn't look like himself and now the, and like now they're speculating that all right he might go, but then he said he he wants to stay. But you never know because like boom, you never know. Like, it's a sports world. You never know. I've seen crazy shit. Um, Boston and Toronto went seven games. Boston beat them in game seven. Um, now, we have Boston versus Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, I feel like this. We have the sleeping giant and we have the sleeper underdog versus the low-key powerhouse. Where we have... The Boston Celtics, who are a powerhouse team right now, they push the, they beat probably the, probably one of the, they beat the number two seed team in the playoffs, and it took seven games. Jason Tatum is is a dog. Jason, um, Jalen Brown is a dog. Kimba Walker is a dog. So you got three dogs against probably one of the biggest dogs in the NBA right now, Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy, but and then this NBA bubble is different. Where like you seeing players like score more, like more easy, like they like they're cumble, like not cumble, like what the fuck is cumble, um, more comfortable. Well, like all right, I can go out here right now and drop forty. Where's like probably in like fifty thousand people there, they probably would have not did that, but. I mean, I mean, the bubble brings a different element. So, that's the East. Then we have the West, where the Lakers beat the breaks off the Rockets, four to one games. The last game was just an abysmal game. Um, I was at work, so I so I ain't even catch the game, but I had went to Applebee's and that's when I saw the score, and I was like, wow, wow. Yeah, not going good. Um, Russell Westbrook got into it with um Rondo's brother at the end of the game. Westbrook shot poorly this series. Um, damn, like Lakers low key. Um, listen, Lakers going to the finals unless then we got Denver and the Clippers tied three three. Game seven is tomorrow. So low key, it could be like this. It could be a battle of L.A., which I ain't going to lie. I think the Clippers are going to win because I don't because I don't because I don't think Kawhi is going to go out like that. But Denver low, but I ain't going to lie. Jamal Murray just did just did this 
with Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell ain't no Kawhi Leonard. And then Lou Williams has to step up. Paul George has to step up. This is game seven, and it should be no reason y'all don't close this game out and finish your breakfast and complete the objective to make it to the finals. Now, if now if Jokic and Jamal Murray go crazy, where they both have like forty type games and they, and they average and they, and they combine for like ninety points, then that's gonna be wild. I'm gonna be like, yeah, Denver's lethal, lethal. But I see the Clippers advancing to the uh the Western Finals to to face L.A. the Lakers. Now, who do I see in the finals? Um. It's who I don't know, cause low key I want to see how Game One goes, and then I want to see how Game Seven goes. So Game One of the Miami Boston series is gonna tell me a lot, and right now because I think Miami guys, Miami's hungry. They just knocked off the number one seed with ease. And they like, okay, now we really got a chance to do this. Like, they had a chance. They had a chance. And now they like, all right, we're really going to take this. Like, like Miami's hungry. Like, Miami's that underdog team right now. It's like, listen, we got a fighting chance. Like, they're like VCU that one year that, like, they took it all to like, uh, um, I think to like the Sweet Sixteen one year in the NCAA uh, t- in the uh, tournaments, they're hungry, and they really want this so bad. But Boston, but Boston is a complete team too. Where like they have Tatum, they have uh, Thesis, they have Tatum, they have um, Marcus Smart, they have, they have, they have, and then they have Brad Stevenson, probably one of the best coaches in the NBA right now. So. Uh, damn, I don't know, no, no, I don't know, damn, I don't know, um, probably by the next episode, well, fuck it, I like this, um, it's probably going seven games, because I don't see nobody, because I don't see Boston just laying down like how Milwaukee did, I ain't saying Milwaukee just laid down, but Giannis just looked poor, like, Giannis looking piss poor. And he was hurt too. Double piss poor. So he was so it was looked bad. And then Middleton couldn't help him out too. It was like damn, like Yeah, it was getting bad for a jump. It was getting bad for a jump. Um Fuck it. I say Boston in the finals. And if the Clippers beat Denver in a game seven and they face the Lakers. Um, I think the this Lakers Clippers this a a if this Lakers Clippers goes the way not even the way we wanted to the way it's supposed to where LeBron is guarding Kawhi Leonard every single possession like and that's the one thing that like we don't see no more where it's like all right. The stars are not guarding the stars no more. Whereas, like, all right, Kobe was guarding the star. 
man, sometimes. But like, Kobe was like, "Listen, I got him." Like you all, like you always seen Kobe on LeBron. You you always seen LeBron on Kobe. But if this late, if the Clippers beat Denver tomorrow, and they advance to the Western Finals, and it's Lakers Clippers game one. That's going seven games, and I think the Lakers. I think LeBron. I think LeBron beats Kawhi. I think LeBron beats Kawhi for the second time. Cause Kawhi got a ring over him. Yeah, I think he got it back too. Yeah, I do. Yeah, fuck it. I'll look up it. But I ain't gonna lie. So damn. I, I don't want me. I don't be one of them guys that like sound like Lakers. Fucking Lakers Celtics finals, but Lakers if if the Clippers advance and the Lakers cause cause Lakers low key got a chance to just go to the finals anyway, but on the same token if the if Kawhi Leonard if the if the Kawhi Leonard comes back out like he played in the Eastern Conference Finals against Boston I mean uh, Philly. And game seven hits them with another bye-bye shot. It's sick. It's sick, then Because, man, LeBron and AD is going to be hurt. That Kawhi hit him with a bye-bye shot. Just bye-bye. Get off the court. That's going to be heartbreaking, too. So, low-key, this Miami-Boston series could go five or six games. Maybe seven. If, if wanting to. And... I see the Heat right now, game one, probably going to take game one off momentum. So, probably say either the Heat in six or Celtics in seven. And Lakers in six or seven. So, yeah. Um, Football is back. And let's get this clear. I am a Saints fan. So, I'm going to start right there. The New Orleans Saints beat the Tom Brady's Buccaneers and Tom welcome to the NFC brother welcome to the NFC see everybody all you analysts that picked Tom Brady to go to the Super Bowl and all that y'all really thought that Tom Brady can really just come into the NFC and really think that it was going to be sweet not sweet, but like y'all thought that Tom Brady could really just walk through this division. And hold on a second, let me look at their schedule real quick so I can just see this. Like who? Cause I know next, cause the Saints gotta play the right. I'm the Raiders, and then right now I'm looking at their schedule. They gotta go to Chicago. They're at home to play Green Bay. They got to play us again at home. And then they got to play the Rams at home, the Chiefs at home, the Vikings at home. Like, yeah. They got to play. And then and then it's like Tom Brady got to deal with the NFC matchups. Like, he got to deal with the Panthers. He got to deal with the Bears, the, Pace, um, the Packers, the Giants, the Saints. The Vikings, the Falcons, the Lions, the Falcons, and he got to deal with the Chiefs. So it's like Tom's gonna have, and 
I seen somebody say Tom Brady in the Buccaneers going 13-3. and three. And I was like, wow, y'all are bugging. Y'all are bugging because, no, he is no nah, Tom Brady's not going 13-3. and three. It's not. Um, Lamar Jackson in the Lamar Jackson is still that dude. He, I seen today that I seen today that the Cleveland Browns had a third and forty-one, and it's sad and it's sad to look at how that that tandem is like. They still can't get it together with like Baker Mayfield. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. It's just like, what's going on out there? Um, same thing with the Jets. The Buffalo Bills beat the Jets 27-17. The Bills beat the Lions 27-13. I ain't going to lie. Whoever the wide receiver is in Detroit um, named uh, uh, Swift, you are benched. You are fired, dog. You, bro, you dropped a wide open pass. In the end zone to win the game, and your fingers were buttery. Then Mrs. Butterworth, dog, what happened to that boy? The Vikings beat the, uh, I mean, the Packers beat the Vikings 47 13. Aaron Rodgers looking like that dude again. Cam Newton in that high yellow suit went out there and beat the Minnes, the Miami Dolphins, who are just the Miami Dolphins 21 to 11. And Cam broke the record for. All-time quarterback rushing touchdowns. Shout out to Cam. Um, the Washington national team, low-key, Ron Rivera should just win coach of the year already because he is a coach that is every every game taking cancer IVs during the game. So, yeah. Um, the Raiders beat the uh, Panthers. The Jaguars beat the Colts. Lamar Jackson threw TDs and still told the league, it's my league, Pat Mahomes, come come take it from me. I really want to see that game. I hope they play this season. I ain't looked at the schedule, so yeah, I had to, to look at the schedule next time. Um, the Chargers versus the Bengals, the Chargers won. Saints beat the Buccaneers. Of course they would. Um, DeAndre Hopkins had 14 catches for 151 yards as the Cardinals beat the 49ers. Listen, if if this is what to become, oh, Arizona's looking nasty. And then I think, and then Fish is still there. So, yeah, Fish still going to be crazy. And the Dallas Cowboys lose again, as they do time and time again. I seen Ezekiel Elliott got a fucking stomach tat that says, feed me. What the fuck is going on in the fucking league? Also, I seen, never mind. I'm going to talk about that in the next segment, but... Because it's about games, too. But i seen that EA Sports put Colin Kaepernick in Madden. So, those are your NFL scores. And, yeah, those are the sports. Um, Takeaway of this NFL week, first week. Um, Boy, that, yeah, like... Watching the Saints game today and, like, just knowing how, like, because, like, I'm a Saints fan. And, like, just knowing how, like, that Saints don't get every home game, it was weird seeing them out there just, like, not, like, like, yeah, it was weird seeing them, like, out there playing and, like, that loud crowd not being out there. Um, Steelers, 
So we got a Monday night doubleheader, um, Steelers, Giants, and then you got the Tennessee Titans at the Denver Broncos. I got the Giants, and I have the Titans winning. I think Derrick Henry is going to really power the uh, Titans to, to a win. And, yeah. So, wow, sports is really back during COVID. But, man, COVID has really shut down how, like, we really watch sports and stuff. So, Welcome, welcome back NFL. And also, another thing, Jerry Jones. Um, yeah, I seen it too. It was only one player on the Cowboys that um kneeled to that one player. Shout out to you, cause Jerry Jones gave that little half-ass look at the national starting to act that little goofy ass like, yeah, you're not gonna be on this team no more. I look, and I was like, yo, man, shout out to him, cause. Jerry Jones ain't said a motherfucking thing about this whole Black Lives Matter. And, you know what I'm saying? If you know, you know. So, so I, so I was doing some, so I was doing some searching online to, like, find topics for the podcast. And so, I stumbled across the video of Charles Barkley talking, and it was all video about three years ago of a little kid that had some Charles Barkley, why is he not in 2K? And that might seem like a just... Like, okay, that's a question, but when you got to think about it, 2K has been out since, da-da-da, for like 21 years, and it and it is a billion-dollar conglomerate. And to know that Charles Barkley, who is one of the greatest players to do it in the NBA, is not on there, is kind of weird. So then he explained why... Um, he explained it why in a video. So, um, da, 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 da. here, I'm gonna play the video right here. Hey guys, and welcome back to another video from your boy. Uh, you know, that's a great question. I'm asked that question. It's like a fun question, but why aren't you in 2K? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I'm asked that question a lot. So, They pay those guys to do it. And they make $300 million a year. And they pay the guys chump change. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I says, this is what I'll do. Because, like, just giving me some money doesn't help anybody. I said, give the old retired players a million dollars. And I'll be in the video game. They're like, well, we're going to pay you the same thing we pay others. I says, I'm not like the others. But these other guys, I don't even know why they're taking that money. Because y'all make $300 million a year. Y'all not helping the old retired players. I'm talking about guys older than me, too, just for the record. So they piss me off every year. They call me every year and say, hey, have you changed your mind? I says, why in the world you think I'm going to change my mind? I, I, I told you, give a million dollars a year. Y'all can have the tax write-off. It don't even have to come from me. I said, but give the retired players a million dollars a year. Like I say, I'm not talking about old retired players like me. See, there's this misconception that all everybody's been making a gazillion dollars our whole life. There's players older than me who didn't make any money. Uh, those two guys, and they're older, they probably need the money. So that's why I'm not in the video game. There we go. We got it. Go ahead, Charles. We lost your audio for a moment. Go ahead. 
So that's why I'm not in the video game because they won't give money to the retired players. And I told them, I'm never going to change my mind. I mean, I'd be happy to do the game if they help the retired players, but they won't do it. So I told them, okay, uh, no, no skin off my back. Yeah, so that was Charles Barkley speaking on why he's not in 2K. Um, I understand what he's talking about. Um, I understand the like point he was making. It was like, listen, like 2K made three billion dollars in sales last physical year, and back in 1985, the league minimum was eighty six thousand for compensation. Was just. Seventy thousand dollars, and today it's around one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. And then the lowest rookie contract was eight hundred and ninety-three thousand dollars. So, so it's kind of like, so it's kind of like Charles Barkley is saying, like two K should be like, all right, you make. It's kind of like 2K was kind of saying for like what people have been saying for like the music industry, where it's like, all right, these record company makes a lot of money off of the old like us, and then they never want to pay it back to the to the pioneers that did it. But for example, Charles Barkley is saying like here, well, like 2K makes three billion dollars each year in physical sales, where they where they made that last year in physical sales. Now, if they would have paid people. Who like played like in like the seventies and like the sixties when like basketball was like just starting out from like from like fifty to like sixty to seventy to into the eighties like a million dollar each year that the game goes. I don't think that's bad. Like that's not a bad idea because he's making three billion dollars. Like I mean. I mean, but then again, 2K is like, we don't have to do none of that. We just make a game that, like, is enjoyable, and we're just, for like, yeah. But it kind of ties in with the Colin Kaepernick thing, too, as I, as I said in the last segment. EA Sports has put Colin Kaepernick in Madden 21, but he is not signed to any team. So he is basically, like, a free agent. Which is kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about it because, like, one, I don't, one, because I don't, because one, I hate 2K and Madden right now because of the lack of just the lack of creativity that they brought to their games in in the in the last three to four years. Like for example, 2K21 on right now the current gen. It's a good, but it's trash. It's it's major issues that we've had that we have we as consumers have just wanted the little things, like just the little things to be passed up, so that the game is better, enjoyable, and we have a smoother gameplay. Instead, they just copy and paste the game, different year, same results, and. The same thing with Madden is like, all right, Madden does the same thing with EA Sports, and it was actually a boycott, and it was actually like a big uproar when Madden 21 dropped that it was hashtagging on Twitter, 
um, NFL boycott EA because of the lack of just innovation and and the lack of creativity that has been brought to these games in the in the in the past coming years. Where it's like, all right, and then it's like kind of like I think two K like NBA Live was two K's competition, but then NBA Live stopped this year, and so it's like. NBA Live was definitely, like, probably one of the better games because it was a smoother game. Um, And then 2K is more like, all right, some shit, like, it's just, like, some stuff is, like, realistic. Some shit is, like, unrealistic. And it's, like, bull. Like, bullshit. Like, the layup packaging sometimes is, like, bullshit. Um... The glitches, like, just, like, the dummy speed, where it's, like, what the, like, dude got 99 jetpack boosters on. And, yeah, that's, like, low-key crazy. And then it's, like, and then it's, like, the game is low-key trash. But we, but we, as but y'all as consumers, because I haven't bought 21 yet, and I'm, I don't think I'm going to buy 21 at all. Because of the lack of just uncreativity. Like, I played the demo. I seen a new shot meter. But it's it's nothing, nothing, it's nothing like, bow. Like, like it's nothing revolutionary about the game. So, it's like, all right, you guys just gave me the same game. And the same thing with Madden. It's like, all right, boom. Madden, y'all giving us the same thing for just $60 of life. Yeah. But the new Tony Hawk game, though, I want to give Tony Hawk a big shout out because Tony Hawk built a skate park in like the middle. I didn't say the middle of like the, but it's like in the middle of the ghetto of like St. Louis. So he did that, and like three years ago, he did that. Um, he was her, like he actually came to the skate park, pulled up, um, skated with the kids, and. Yeah, he did that. So, shout out to Tony Hawk and his new game, um, Pro Skater 1 and 2, that is out on all the uh, gaming platforms right now. Um, hey, Tony, low-key, you know what I'm saying? It's Jadon, you know what I'm saying? Hey, if you ever get this message, you know what I'm saying? Beep, listen, big fan. Um, Since you uh, upgraded and remastered Pro Skater 1 and 2, please, as, like, the gaming community, can you do that to to Underground 2? That was that was one of my favorite games of all time, and I would really appreciate that if we can get that on, like, the new generation where it's like, all right, I'm going to be looking like I'm really outside doing a kickflip in a uh, 900. Thank you. But, like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what I'm saying? Holler back. I mean, if you ever get this, Tony. 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 Anyway, but, like, yeah. But, like, shout out to Tony Hawk. Um, but, yeah, back to um Colin Kaepernick. I don't, I feel like that's weird because it's like, all right, you're in the game, you're playing for the team, but then it's like, is Colin, is Colin getting, well, Colin definitely getting paid for this, so it's like, man, listen, I really don't have no problem, I really don't have no problem with this, but it's like, I would like to see Colin Kaepernick get signed in real life than them virtual games. So, Roger Goodell, get your bullshit uh, together and please fix whatever needs to be fixed so Colin Kaepernick can get back in the league. 
Damn, sign that man a sum. All right, y'all. So thank y'all for listening to the Dying Podcast. Tune in to, to next week's episode, and please be safe. Peace.